What's going on, Jaguars fans? It is Duval Radio, and this is what we have all been waiting for. It is the season opener on Sunday, September 12th. I'm recording this uh, the day before college foosball, a.k.a. Friday night. I posted on Instagram uh, for you guys to ask me questions. Um, and I would answer them. I only got a couple responses, though, because I really didn't give you guys too much time on that. I kind of just recorded the episode about an hour after. Anyways, we've got a lot to talk about today. Let's do a quick little run over of what we're going to be doing. Uh, we'll talk about our depth chart heading into the game, but more importantly, we'll talk about the Texans' depth chart heading into the game, kind of look at where they're good at, where they're maybe not good at, um... We're then going to take a look at what the Texans GM said about Deshaun Watson. Uh, We'll talk about our uh, three things to know about week uh, week one's game. We'll talk about the injury report. We have only two players. Texans have five, so we'll go over that. We'll talk about the seven team captains. We'll talk about Tyson Campbell uh, for his injury report. Uh, we'll look through a few predictions on the Jaguars and Texans game, including the uh, betting lines, the over-unders, the point spread. Uh, we'll then look at some of the ranks on PFF for uh, both Houston and us and like what we're, what we're looking at. Uh, we'll look at what the players are projected to kind of get an idea of who's what and where and such. We'll talk about a new coach that we hired, a new offensive quality control coach, funny enough. Um, We have three players with new numbers and the flash ticket sale, which we will talk about right now. Flash ticket sale, guys, for all Duval Radio listeners. um, I say that this isn't a uh, specific Duval Radio deal or anything, Uh, but it is running from now until uh, Tuesday evening. 59% off tickets. Uh, what you're going to do is use the promo code Reddit21. Um, it is a sale for staff and Reddit uh, members and such. Uh, basically, it's for the people who work for the team and all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you go to jaguars.com slash 2021 offers, you can see it uh, as well. Uh, but, yeah, so you can get $35 tickets uh, to the Broncos game if you wanted to, which is uh, the season uh, home season opener uh, that we have uh, on September 19th, and you can go watch that for $35 uh, if you would like to. So, yeah, that's promo code reddit Twenty One. R-E-D-D-I-T-21. So there's that. Let's talk about some of the new numbers. Uh, Tavon Bryan, Tavon Bryan, uh, has moved to number 93. To be honest, I don't even remember what number he was before. He was 90-something. Apparently, nobody likes this dude at number 93 because he's not good. They said Kalias was 93. He deserved it. And other stuff. Uh, Yeah. I don't understand the the hate around Brian. He hasn't been the greatest player in the world, but he's got new coaching staff, so give him time. Uh, Malcolm Brown is now number 90. I like that. And Jayad Ward is number 6. So 
Safety wearing number six should be fun. We saw last night with the Cowboys, I believe. And this is from uh, James Palmer. The Jaguars have hired Kyle Kasky as an offensive quality control coach and elevated Carlos Polk to the assistant special teams coordinator. Kasky did good things in Cincinnati. Um, kind of weird that they hired an offensive quality control coach this close to week one. Um, he came from LSU as well. And yeah, I think, uh, I see a funny comment here. Herb has an interesting strategy. Hire every human, so the other team is coaches, and we might have more coaches than players, funny enough. Uh, so that's that. Let's talk about a few of the things heading into the game before we talk about the actual game. So Tyson Campbell is expected to be ruled questionable, but will still play. So, of course, Tyson Campbell is kind of the project corner, and we'll go over where he is officially listed in the depth chart. Uh, but Coach Urban Meyer said Tyson Campbell is right now questionable, but he will play. And uh, I would like for him to definitely get some... Uh, to get some minutes, uh, get some snaps, because uh, he can definitely uh, get some good, I would say, good reps against guys like Brandon Cooks, uh, Anthony Miller, even Conley, stuff like that. Um, so I, I, I hope, I do hope we see a bit of uh, Tyson Campbell. I know he's not the greatest player right now because he is a project player. Uh, but I, I do want to, I do want to see him definitely play, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that with the injury report. Um, Jaguars selected their seven captains. Not surprising. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Miles Jack, those were the two highest voted captains, and that's really no surprise. Miles Jack has been the best player on this defense for a little while now. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, makes sense. Um, the other seven guys, uh, do I not? Did, I'm doing bad planning here. Okay, here we go. Miles Jack, Josh Allen. Josh Allen makes a lot of sense. Uh, first, uh, first round pick two years ago, three years ago, two years ago, something like that. Um, and he did pretty good from Kentucky. Love that he fell to us, and now he's a captain. Uh, Shaq Griffin makes sense. Because, uh, you know, Shaq Griffin coming over on that big four-year contract. Uh, so he's probably our best corner, so he gets it. Rayshon Jenkins is interesting. He's a guy that has a bit more experience, plays deeper in the secondary. I, I can understand that. Marvin Jones, that makes a lot of sense. He's the, one of the players with the most experience on our entire offense. In fact, uh, at a, and except offensive line, I think Marvin Jones is actually the, the most veteran player on our offense that's starting. Uh, and Brandon Linder, which makes sense, he's our center. Uh, and he's the franchise's first five-time captain. And the Miles Jack was the highest uh, vote-getter, if that makes sense. Um, so let's look at the injury report now. Uh, so Trey Herndon, knee injury, did not practice... I would uh, be pretty confident in saying that he's not going to play this game. Let's hope that we don't need him. And Tyson Campbell had his uh, calf injury, and he was 
limited in practice. Uh, both corners, that's not good. Uh, luckily, they don't have too many great corner or great wide receivers. Uh, but instead of having now Trey Herndon and uh, Tyson uh, Tyson Campbell, we now have a lack at that position. C.J. Henderson now does not have a backup left corner. Uh, and uh, Shaq Griffin's backup right corner is now Chris Claybrooks. And then we'll probably see some uh, other like uh, other packages and such where we're not going to rely on having three corners on the field at once. Um, so that is the injury report there. For the Jaguars, for the Texans, Malik Collins limited due to knee injury. That's a defensive tackle. Defensive end, Whitney, uh, Whitley Merciless. Uh, he had a thigh injury. He was limited in practice. Of course, Whitney Merciless, one of the more veteran players on that defensive line. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, thigh injury. He did not practice. And Lonnie Johnson, thigh injury, did not practice. Uh, a lot of thigh injuries. And it's for every single position group on that defense. I mean, Whitney Merciless, Malik Collins, that's two defensive linemen uh, who might play. They were limited. I'd say they were questionable. Uh, but Lonnie Johnson and Kevin Pierre-Lewis, probably not going to play. And that's a safety and a linebacker. And then Deshaun Watson did not practice non-injury related. Uh, yeah, And uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis also was a non-participant in yesterday's practice. So we definitely have... Uh, the injury advantage, so to say. We have more availability than the Texans do. Um, and then another thing, too, like I said, uh, we were going to talk about Deshaun Watson for a little bit. He has 20 lawsuits, as we know. Um, and Wednesday morning, Texans general manager Nick Casario further drove home the point that Watson won't be playing this weekend. He wouldn't anticipate Watson playing. He's not going to play. And they're going to recalibrate it as we go. So well, whatever that takes, he said it's a one-step process. But as far as we know, we don't know this for the week 13 or week 12, whatever game we play Texans at home. We don't know if he's going to play then. But as far as week one, we know that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing. So that definitely helps us. Um, let's talk about the depth charts heading into the game. So no surprise Let's just go over the no-surprise ones for the Jaguars. So Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, James Robinson, running back. Chark, Jr., Marvin Jones, Jr., Chenault, Jr., the three receivers, all the juniors. Manhurts getting the starting tight end. That's a bit interesting. I feel like maybe James O'Shaughnessy could have had the starting tight end, but Manhurts did pick up a lot of good blocks. Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor, the tackles. Norwell and A.J. Can, the guards, and Brandon Linder, uh, Linder the center. Looking at the backups here, um... Tyler Johnson listed as the fourth receiver is interesting here. Or Tyron Johnson. Uh, Jamal Agnew, the uh, fifth receiver. Tavon Austin on the IR. Terry Goblin on the IR. We only have five receivers. Uh, but what's really interesting to me is Jacob Hollister, the guy that we uh, picked up uh, from waivers uh, last week. I really like this pickup. We didn't have too many um, pass-catching tight ends. And Jacob Hollister is a pretty good pass-catching tight end. Uh, if you might remember him from the Seattle Seahawks uh, when he played there, 
I mean, just last year for the Bills, he had uh, eight yards per uh, catch, had three touchdowns, uh, 25 receptions on 40 targets. In his career, he has six touchdowns, 8.8. So this is a guy that is going to uh, be able to get you some good first downs. He's going to get you some good end zones. Like I said, I really, really love this pickup. He's only 27 years old. He's in his fifth year. He's ahead of Luke Farrell in the depth chart. Don't be surprised when Lawrence goes to Jacob Hollister in the red zone a few times and passes Jameis Honesty for the second, and then maybe they don't want Manhurts uh, starting. Don't be surprised if by week six, Jacob Hollister is our uh, pass-catching tight end. Don't be surprised if that happens. Um, anything else here? Walker Little back up. Ben Barge back up. We know he's good. Tyler Shatley and Will Richardson Jr. So we're running nine offensive linemen. Let's go to the defense then. Uh, making the edge starts are going to be Roy Robertson, Harris, and Malcolm Brown. I love that. With Devon uh, Smoot and Tevon Bryan, J. Tufele, and Adam Godstis backing them up. Making the nose tackle start. No one else except Devon Hamilton. No, no backup for nose tackle or anything. We have uh, the seven defensive linemen. And, of course, we have the linebackers that line up at the line sometime, that being Josh Allen. Josh Allen getting the start over Jayad Ward. No surprise there. Damian Wilson making the left inside linebacker, uh, left outside linebacker, uh, whatever you want to call it. Damian Wilson making that start. Excited to see how the ex-chief plays. Shaquille Quarterman backing him up. Miles Jack, the other linebacking starter, makes sense. Chappelle Russell, Dakota Allen backing up. Kaylon Chason making the slot linebacker uh, start with Lorente McRae and Jordan Smith on the backup. As I mentioned with corners, we are down two corners. So just C.J. Henderson, Shaquille, uh, Shaquille Griffin, and Chris Claybrooks. Only three healthy corners. That is going to be an issue heading into our game. Luckily, we have some pretty good safeties. Andrew Wingard is going to make the start over Andre Sisco and Rudy Ford. That could change throughout the game, depending on how they play. But we have seen Wingard play good in a few games this year, last year, I mean. And Rayshon Jenkins making the free safety start ahead of Daniel Thomas. Jamal Agnew, the uh, kick and punt returner, since Tavon Austin is on the day, uh, IR. Ross Mastic, the long snapper. Lambeau and, and Logan Cook, the kicker and Logan Cook as the holder. So not a bad depth chart. We do have a few wide receiver injuries, a few corner injuries, uh, and that's going to be a bit of an issue for sure. But let's look at the Texans roster, because the Texans roster is even more... Um, well, how, what's the easiest way I should say this? The Texans roster is in shambles. Um, Tyron Taylor making the start. I think we could see Davis Mills come in. I, <laughs> I'm going to tell this story. So Tyron Taylor, starting ahead of uh, rookie quarterbacks, has been great for the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Tyron Taylor started ahead of first-rounder Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's a pretty good quarterback now. Tyron Taylor started ahead of first-round quarterback Justin Herbert. You look where Justin Herbert is. Heading into week one, Tyron Taylor starting for the Texans. Davis Mills the backup. Don't be surprised if Saxon, Saxonville comes back. And Davis Mills comes into the game and, you know, does Davis Mills things. Don't be surprised if they play more than one quarterback. 
Last time Jaguars started the season off of the Texans, Saxonville. So yeah, Tyrod Taylor starting back, uh, starting running back. David Johnson is not the starting running back. Uh, neither is Philip Lindsay. It's actually Mark Ingram. They do have a very good running back core. I have to give them credit. Mark Ingram is good for 10 rushes. Lindsay's good for 10 rushes and catching out of the backfield. David Johnson, well, they traded him for DeAndre Hopkins. And Rex Burkhead could be used in the red zone. Uh, I fully expect the Texans to run the ball, waste the time uh, on the clock and such. And uh, that's how they're going to do it. I would say Texans can easily get over 150 rushing yards in this game, but we do have a pretty good defensive line, so who knows. Uh, the receiving core of starting receivers, Brandon Cooks, Chris Conley, Anthony Miller. Uh, funny enough, Conley, ex-Jaguar, Anthony Miller was on the Bears last year. Uh, Nico Collins, Danny Amendola, Andre Roberts. So kind of like our receiving core in the past um, no true number one except Brandon Cooks, maybe, and then it's just a bunch of other guys. Farrell Brown making the tight end start. Brevin Jordan, third string tight end behind Jordan Atkins, or Atkins, whatever you want to call him, I don't know. Uh, the offensive line is really bad for the Texans. Laramie Tunsil is the only good offensive lineman on this play, uh, team. Charlie Heck is out. He's their starting right tackle. He's probably going to start, though. Marcus Cannon is there. They have Max Sharping in a right guard, a Titus Howard at left guard, and Justin Britt at center. Saxonville is going to be in full effect. And as we talked about the Texans' defense, Whitley, Merciless, Malik Collins, if they don't play, then they are stuck with Jacob Martin, Ross Blacklock, and Charles, Carl's Omenahue. So they're going to definitely hope that they're uh, Whitley, Merciless, Malik Collins are playing. Vincent Taylor, the defensive tackle, uh, Jordan Jenkins, the right, the defensive end. Zach Cunningham, your linebacker. Christian Kirksey, probably the best player on this defense. Middle linebacker. I expect Kirksey to be up there in the tackle. He'll probably lead the team in tackles with like thirteen or something. Because Kirksey, Kirksey is a good tight, a uh, good uh, tight end, good middle linebacker. But does have Gruger Hill uh, backing him up. Kevin Pierre Lewis. If he doesn't play, Joe Thomas will make the start. Not the good offensive lineman though. Uh, he's retired. Joe Thomas, the slot corner. Vernon Hargraves and Terrence Mitchell will be your corners. I love these matchups for the Jaguars receivers, especially if LaVisca Chenault is going against the likes of Terrence Mitchell. I love that. Eric Murray and Justin Reed, your safety starters with Kaimi Fairbairn, Cameron Johnson as the kicker, and Andre Roberts as the returners. Uh, very not-so-great team the Texans have. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything. Because we beat the Colts last year. That's all I got to say. Um, so let's talk about the game now. Both teams are going to look to bounce back, obviously, from absolutely terrible seasons. Jaguars only had one win last year. Texans only had four. The Texans beat us both times. So if you take us away, half of our wins or half of the Texans' wins were against the Jaguars. And there's a lot of uncertainty. The game is in Houston, but the Jaguars are favored, and that makes no sense for Houston because the Jaguars won one game last year. But a lot of things happened in the offseason for both things. Uh, Urban Meyer is going to be making his first NFL regular season game, uh, and same with te uh, Texans head coach David Coley. So both rookie head coaches, uh, both teams getting severely reconstructed. Um, 
and who knows what's happening. A lot of the Jags have a seven game lo- or six game losing streak against Houston. Uh, Jaguars are thirteen and twenty five all time against the Texans. They've lost the last six matches uh, in NRG Stadium as well. Uh, so both teams look completely different. Um, and that being said, uh, I do think the Jaguars have the better looking team, obviously. Would love to see how Trevor Lawrence does in his first game. I think Trevor Lawrence is due for a fairly big day. Um, he could put up 300 yards in this game because of how bad the Texans' defense is. Let's look at the spreads and such. Jaguars are favored by three to three and a half, depending on what sports book you do. Uh, the total is 45.5. It's a pretty low scoring game. Um, if I do the math real quick, 41 divided by two, it's 20. Um, so they're expecting a 21 to 24 game for the Jaguars to win. If it's 24-21, I'd say James Robinson gets a rushing touchdown. Lawrence gets two passing touchdowns. Um, Texans probably get two rushing touchdowns and uh, another touchdown by Tyrod Taylor, and the Jaguars win by a field goal. I don't see the game being that close. I do think the Jaguars could easily win this game by multiple touchdowns, uh, but they do expect it to be a pretty low-scoring game, just twenty, the low 20s for both teams. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans failed to even put up 20 points. I would say this game could be like a 26 to 16, 26 to 18, some weird score like that. Um, I could very well see that happening. Uh, Jaguars money line is at uh, 160. I heard 85 percent of the bets were on the Jaguars, which is absolutely crazy. 90 percent of the money uh, were on the Jaguars too. So. Let's talk about why each team will win. So let's talk about it. Why will Jacksonville win? Well, we're playing Houston. The Houston is absolutely the worst team in the league. They're the most mediocre group in the league. They have a mediocre group of receivers. Jacksonville's also in rebuild, but at least we have what we need. We have a rookie quarterback. We have good targets. We have a good run game. We have a good defensive line. So that's why we're going to win the game. Now, why will Houston win the game? Well, if there's one team that Houston could beat this year, it's probably the Jaguars getting to face Trevor Lawrence in his first NFL game, uh, getting to face Urban Meyer in his first game. We still don't know what kind of offense we're calling. Um, Rookie quarterbacks tend to make a lot of mistakes. The Texans' defense could easily get a few turnovers. Um, and Tyrod Taylor is at least defense. If they have a good offensive line game, they can easily win this game. So that's that's why both teams can probably win. Uh, my opinion on the game, like I said, I think we'll win by at least a touchdown. Now let's look at the PFF things for the uh, Texans and Jaguars here. Uh, Texans do not have much going for them, but neither do the Jaguars. I mean, you look like Brandon Cooks, chance for 100 100 yards, 16%. 
Uh, Tyron Taylor's chance for 300 yards, 33%. That's actually kind of high. Um, we easily have the way better. I don't have uh, PFF Edge, but looking here, we we really do have one of the best um, like receiving and running back cores. Like, if you gave Tom Brady this team, we would probably win the Super Bowl. So let's hope Trevor Lawrence is all that. Um, now let's look at the uh, the player projections. So let's start off with the Jaguars. Um, I have it sorted by points. So Trevor Lawrence makes his NFL debut against the Texans that hasn't threatened opposing offenses for some time. With a great supporting cast in what should be a high-volume Jags offense, we project Lawrence to be a low-end quarterback one for fantasy purposes this weekend. Uh, he is projected. It doesn't tell me what he's projected, unfortunately. Um, well, he's projected 17 points and uh, 25% chance to boom. I wish he would tell me, though, uh, what his projected yards were and such. Um, hmm. It's not exactly working. Um, but James Robinson's projected 15.5. I have a better way of doing this. I will do this on my telephone, my mobile device. Anyways, they do have a few players on here projected points, like Jacob Hollister. That's exciting. Um, Jaguars defense is projected 5.8 points. Uh, a funny thing, I that one of the messages I got was, how do I feel about the Jaguars' defense for fantasy? I I wouldn't start them, uh, but if you were to start them, you would pretty much just be banking on getting a few sacks, maybe a couple turnovers, and you just have to hope that we didn't give up too many points or yards. I think if you start them, you'll definitely get at least five points, but there's other defenses that you could definitely start this week. Um but I, I'm not against it completely starting the uh, Jaguars defense at all. I, I think they could actually do fairly fairly well. Um, so let's look here. I have the actual projections now. So Trevor Lawrence, as I mentioned, uh, projected 247 yards, 1.7 touchdowns, 0.7 interceptions, 0.3 fumbles. So he's projected one turnover, less than two touchdowns, and 247 yards, I think he'll probably throw for two touchdowns, probably get around 250 yards, and probably get a turnover, so that's about right. Uh, James Robinson is the second highest projected player. He's projected 15 rushes for 70 yards on and .5 of a touchdown, uh, 17 divided by 50, or 70 divided by 15. He's projected 4.6 yards per carry. Um, that's about right. They're also projecting him a few catches here, uh, because if he only had 70, they're, they're basically, they're projecting almost five points worth. So maybe three catches for 20 yards. I do think we'll see James Robinson get involved in the passing game a bit more than that. So James Robinson will probably get more than 15 points. Uh, LaVisca Chenault is actually our highest graded receiver heading into this game. That's probably because of the Texans corners. Uh, the Texans have one good corner, and he's going to be on DJ Chark all game. So I, I definitely see LaVisca Chenault. Chenault is such a playmaker, too. 
he could very much be like Antonio Brown last night, get a couple catches, but over 100 yards. Uh, Chenault's projected four catches, 50 yards, and .3 touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Visca's going to do better than that. I think he might only get four catches, but if he does get four catches, it's going to be more than 50 yards. Um, and he'll, he'll probably get a touchdown. DJ Chark is projected uh, four catches, 55 yards, and .4 touchdowns. And Marvin Jones Jr. projected four catches, 50 yards, and .5 touchdowns. So they have all the Jaguars receivers basically getting five catches for 50 yards, and one or two of them will get a touchdown. Um, Funny enough, Jake Lambeau is projected eight points, projected 1.6 field goals made, and 2.5 extra points. Uh, Carlos Hyde surprisingly projected 6.6 points here. I guess they think um, we're going to give Hyde a lot of rushes. They have him projected eight rushes for 33 yards and .2 touchdowns. They also have him getting involved in the passing game. We've seen it plenty of times last year that James Robinson uh, never really had too many, uh, never had too many backups take away rushes from him. Uh, but Carlos Hyde's a pretty decent running back. Our defense projected twenty one points allowed, which is what the Vegas said. We're projected one turnover, which is good. I like that. We had twelve interceptions last year. We had five fumbles, so we had one turnover a game last year. Um, See, I think that would keep up. James O'Shaughnessy projected one catch for 13 yards. How exciting for him. Um, Dario Ogunbowale, yeah. Tyron Johnson, no. Man Hurts projected a catch, funny enough. Um, And that's pretty much it. So all the projections for the players are based off of a low-scoring game. I could easily see all the Jaguar players scoring more. Especially at Visca Chanel, he he'll he'll get more than twelve. Um, let's talk about the Texans now. Tyrod Taylor is their lead guy. He's projected two hundred fifty yards, uh, less than one turnover, and one point four touchdowns. So he's basically projected the same thing as Trevor Lawrence, uh, but less turnovers and less touchdowns. Because I just don't think he'll get involved as much. Brandon Cooks is then the next guy. Brandon Cooks is probably the only player you're starting in fantasy football if you were to start a Texan. Uh, he will be going against the likes of C.J. Henderson. He's projected 4.5 catches, 60 yards, and point three touchdowns. I would probably say Brandon Cooks gets a touchdown. Uh, David Johnson is projected 8 points for some reason, projected 6 rushes for 28 yards, and they have him involved in the passing game a little bit. Joey Sly is projected... Uh, two field goals and two extra points. Joey Sly is not a bad bet this week. Um, I definitely do think Texans will be kicking some field goals. Philip Lindy is interesting because he's projected eight rushes for 40 yards, point two touchdowns, but he definitely gets involved in the passing game a bit more. Mark Ingram's only projected five rushes. I, I think we'll see a bit more Mark Ingram. Uh, Nico Collins is that uh, wide receiver. Like I said, there's no, there's not really a second wide receiver on this team. It's Brandon Cooks and everybody else. Nico Collins projected three catches for 35 yards. Anthony Miller projected three catches for 30 yards and half a touchdown. Conley and a revenge game projected two catches for 30 yards. And Texans defense projected to give up 24 points, get 1.2 turnovers, and not. Not going to score any points on the defense. I would not start the Texans' defense this week. And really, that's it. No one else is 
projected basically anything. So, uh, so that's that. Like I said, I had the one question uh, about do I think the Jaguars defense will be a good fantasy start. Like I said, if you have to start them, start them. If you have them, then start them. But don't expect them to get any more than like eight points. But they definitely won't go negative. We're going to win this game. This is the first time that Jaguars have been uh, favored in a game. We're going to win this game. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, If I have to clip the episode of us losing, that's not going to be good. But we're going to win this game.